0: Gathering us together this morning, of a truth in you we live, in you we breathe, in you we have our being. We are nothing without you, Jesus. Everything that we have, everything that we are, everything that will ever be comes from you. You are the sustainer of our life, you are the covenant keeper, you are the way maker. We thank you, Jesus. As we listen to your word, Open our hearts, O oh God, the word of life, the word that revives. the word that refreshes. the word that incubates, the word that uplifts, impart your word into our life in the name of Jesus, that your name will be glorified, in Jesus' mighty name we we'll pray. We are so blessed in this house. Every Sunday, every day when we gather, the word of the Lord comes to us. And for those that have been joining us um, since the beginning of this month, it's a month of divine speed. Hallelujah. And God's word has been coming to us um, in plain language. Hallelujah. At times there is a translation in our local dialect. Uh, just for the points drive home. So we're looking at the subject of divine speed and by the grace of God, through God's servant, we've learned so much about the divine speed that God um, is able to give us speed in every area of our life, hallelujah. And the pastor by God's grace came with this wonderful formula. I never knew he was a mathematician, hallelujah. Um, That divine speed has a very big, simple equation. It's a function of vision commitment and the hand of God, hallelujah. And we've learned that divine speed is God's system of advantage that is accessible to every believer. Divine speed helps us by the powerment of God to compensate for lost time, hallelujah. Divine speed helps us to compensate for lost opportunities and lost realities. By the divine speed that is granted to us by God, We are able, by the grace of God, to fast track the fulfillment of God's agenda on earth. Hallelujah. The truth of the matter is everyone that is seated here, there is a mandate of God in your life. Hallelujah. We are not just here to make up the numbers. We are not just here to make up the attendance number. There is a grace of God that is in our life. Hallelujah. So by the grace of God, we've learned about vision, we've learned about commitment, and today we're looking at the last component of that Equation, the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah. Has anyone ever benefited or felt or received the hand of God at some point in your life you said this can only be the hand of God hallelujah thank you brother thank you sister thank you sister thank you brother thank you children hallelujah the mighty hand of God and we'll be reading a couple of scriptures very uh, very very quickly uh, you know we live in a, in a in a world where there's so much emphasis on competence there's so much emphasis on abilities there's so much emphasis on you <laughs> Capabilities of what you can do. Uh, but at the end of today's message that God is bringing to us, we'll see that it is the hand of God that makes all the difference. Hallelujah. Your name, your qualification, academic degree does not make you. It is the hand of God that makes us. Hallelujah. Your background does not define you. Hallelujah. Where are you from? What you do, what you didn't do, it doesn't define you. If we want to make extraordinary difference in our world, we need the hand of God in our life. Hallelujah. I'll be reading first of all from Joshua chapter 4 from verse 23 to 24 for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea which he dried up before us until we had crossed over verse 24 that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. That the hand of God is what? Is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. And then I want to read Psalm chapter 145, a couple of verses there. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look expectantly to you and you give them their food in due season. Hallelujah. Somebody say due season. And you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living the Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his walk. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Hallelujah. He will fulfill the desires of those who fear him. Somebody shout hallelujah. He will also hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserved all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth shall speak of the praise of the Lord, and all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! What a wonderful psalm! What a wonderful uh, passage is there! And, and as we read those couple of scriptures, we can see so many keywords: God will save, God will heal, God will preserve, God will sustain. Hallelujah! And I know if we were to ask people here, as we started the year 2023, those keywords are already in our vocabulary. They're already in our dictionary. Hallelujah! In case you don't have them, I have them in abundance. Hallelujah! Um, so the mighty hand of the Lord, the mighty hand of the Lord. What is the mighty hand of the lord hallelujah what is this mighty hand of, of the lord uh you, you know there was uh, a story i read during the week of a young boy who attended a church with his parents at the end of the service he was standing by the the, the door side waiting for his parents and the pastor of the church said oh, i'm not going to allow this young man to stand idle i'm going to strike a conversation just like we do at the end of every service here in place of victory and he was thinking of something clever Uh, Because this boy has been in church He's been to the Sunday school And he went to the young man and said young man, can you tell me one thing that God can do If you are able to tell me just one thing that God can do I will give you an apple Hallelujah And the boy smiled and looked at the pastor and said Man of God If you can tell me one thing that God cannot do I will ask my parents to buy you a box of apples Hallelujah But I want you to think about it for a minute Is there anything that God cannot do Hallelujah. What God cannot do does not what, exist. But let's think about it again. In reality, there are things that God cannot do. Hallelujah. God cannot lie. Hallelujah. He says what he means and he means what he says. Whatever God pronounces in his word, whatever word that God has given to you, God is faithful to his word. Hallelujah. Is there anything that God cannot do? God cannot deny himself. Yeah? Is the Alpha, is the Alpha indeed? Is the Omega, is the Omega indeed? If he said he's a gracious God, he's a gracious God indeed. If he said he's a, said he's a is a loving God, he is a loving God indeed, hallelujah. And C.S. Lewis said the hand of the Lord is always at work even when we cannot see or understand it. We are all a product of the hand of God. The word the hand of God is everything that we look at, just like the psalmist was saying, as we look around, we can see the hand of God. The hand of God was in operation yesterday, is in operation today, and it will be in operation tomorrow. Hallelujah. And our attitude as Christians should be that of faith. What do we mean by faith? I like the way somebody puts it: that faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is not the absence that there's not going to be concern about what we're going to eat. we're going to provide for the children. But faith is, despite fear, there is a solid assurance within us that there is a God who is greater than fear. There is a God that is greater than the uncertainties. There is a God that is greater than any situation we can think of. So faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is that strong conviction that there is something that is greater than fear. Hallelujah. And like I was telling the prayer team last Sunday, our attitude of faith should be on two key words and certainty we should be sure of the person of God if God said he's a loving father 101% he's a loving father he's a gracious father he's a kind father God is true to his person and the certainty God is true to his promises Hallelujah. He's true to his promise. promises, true and true. As God says something concerning your life, he will do it in his own timing. So when we say have faith in God, we are telling you believe in the person of God and believe in the promises of God. Hallelujah. So what is the hand of God? As we look at the psalm, the, the scripture that we read, the scripture said in, that, in Psalm 95, it said God holds in his hand, he holds his hand the, the depth of the earth And the mightiest mountain He say, for God is true That he holds in his hands The depths of the earth And the mightiest The heaviest of mountains In his hands he formed the dry ground Hallelujah Now God does not have Physical hands Hallelujah. The reality is that the scripture said God is a spirit So he doesn't have a physical hand But the best way to understand the hand of God is to look at us as humans and look at our hands. For those who have done a bit of biology, a bit of, um, what do do you call it, Um, it's it's not animatronics now, a a bit of uh, body anatomy, we learn that in the human hands there are 27 bones, 20 joints, For you, I can see some medical people saying, yeah, 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 he's read, he's read, he's done his research. For you to execute any action with the hand, you will need at least 33 muscles. On average, in a single day, there are about 1,000 movements minimum, that the hand carries out. Isn't that wonderful? 27 bones, 20 joints, at least, 33 morsels for any manoeuvre. In a single day, there are about 1,000 manoeuvres that we make with our hand. If a human hand can be that complex, yes, simple in application. What about the hand of God? Hallelujah. So when we talk about the hand of God, we, we're looking at a, a more the, the metaphoric application of that phrase when we say the hand of God. We're talking about the action of God, the care of God, the possessions of God, the person of God, the power of God, the activities of God, the omnipotent work of God in us and through us in our everyday life. Hallelujah. And when you look at scriptures throughout the universe, The reality is that the world we live in is like a big billboard, and all that is in that billboard is God. Hallelujah! Because anything you think of, whether politics, whether in economy, everything is God. Even the air, the seat you are sitting on, the creativity, everything about it is God. So the world around us, it's all about God. God is evidence in every creation. Hallelujah. You know, there was something else I saw during, during the week of, of something that happened in France. Uh, there was a peasant boy, a Christian boy, very fervent Christian boy. And then you had some infidels who came around and said, We're going to burn down your church, we'll destroy your church, we'll bring down any symbol that will help you to remember this God or even serve this God. It was a massive threat this little young man peasant boy in a very uh, very small village he smiled at this infidel and he said it's okay you bring down the building it's okay you burn down the church and everything you think of but so long there is a the sun so long there is a the moon so mo- so long there is a the stars and all these things are shining these things will always remind us that there is a god hallelujah you may take away the buildings, you may take away the house, you may take away the cars. But even looking at nature, we can see the finger of God in nature. Hallelujah. So what do we mean by the hand of God? The hand of God refers to the mighty hand of God that is evidence in his power, his presence and his activity in our life. His power, his presence. Even though you may not know it, but his presence is all around us. Every step we take, every move we make, the presence of God is around us. It's not only around us, it's in us. Hallelujah. That's why the scripture will say Christ in us. is evidence in us. And we can see his power in operation. His mighty, mighty power. So evidence in operation. Does this hand have characteristics? We read in Psalm 145, verse, the verse 16. It said, God opens his hand and satisfies the desires of every living thing. In other words, the hand of God is not like human hands. Hallelujah. I've been in a situation where they say, they say, 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 say my friend or my father has a closed hand. Hallelujah. He said, when it comes to money, my dad would say, you use plier to hold your hand in a way that you are so stingy. The good news is that the God that we serve, his hands are never closed. The scripture said his hands are always open. And the hands are not only open, the hands are generous. Hallelujah. God is so generous to give us life. He's so generous to give us the good things of life. I mean, his generosity is so large that he couldn't even think twice to give up his one and only son. Hallelujah. The hand of the Lord, it's so open. So whatever it is that you need in life, God's hand is open. And generously available to give us everything that we need. The hand of the Lord is gracious and merciful. And during the midweek, we're looking at the subject of mercy. Hallelujah. And I really like, uh, I think, Job 7 from verse 16 to uh, 17 to 18, where he said, Who is man that you are mindful of? Who is man that, that you take so much attention? You are so involved in his life. And that verse 18 said, you visit him every morning hallelujah the truth of the matter is the reason why you woke up this morning wasn't because of your alarm clock it's because god visits you the day that visitation does not come that day like Dr. torch said earlier we'll see you in heaven hallelujah every day god visits us even though you don't hear a physical knock god is so gracious to us the hand of the lord is gracious and it is merciful Gracious to give us the things that we don't deserve. Merciful not to give us the things that we deserve. That despite our wrong choices, despite the things that we do or don't do, the hand of the Lord is so merciful. And the scriptures describe this mercy, that the mercy of God is long-suffering. In other words, the mercy of God is so patient. is waiting for you. is waiting for me. Not only to come to Christ, but to take up our true identity and live for him. Hallelujah. You know, someone said that there is no sin that is too great for the grace of God. Hallelujah. There is no habit that is too big for the healing of God. And there is no labor in your life that is too strong for the love of God. The hand of God is gracious and merciful. And lastly, the hand of the Lord, Isaiah 49, verse 16. It says, see, I have inscribed you. Some translation will say, I have engraved you. You know what it means to engrave? Hallelujah. I have permanently inscribed you on my palm. Hallelujah. In other words, just like every second, your hand is there and you can see it. God always have you remembrance. Hallelujah. Everything about you. That's why the scripture said God is so peculiar concerning us that he even remembers and knows the number of the hair in our head. So, when you start crying, God, why me? And no, He knows. He knows your story. He knows where you are. He knows where to meet you. He remembers you true and true. So, anything that you may be going through, any situation you may be going through, God knows. And the scripture says the plan of God concerning our life is a plan of good and not of evil. Hallelujah. The mighty hand of God as a component for us enjoying and living in divine speed. Remember what divine speed is. It is God's system of advantage. And when we have the the hand of God in our life, when we have the power of God in our life, when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives, it gives us that extra advantage in everything that we do. Hallelujah. The next question then is, how can we as believers, what should be our Mentality. What should be our disposition to the hand of God in our daily realities? And I have itemized seven key points here. Hallelujah. Seven key points on how the hand of God gets involved in our day-to-day living. Uh, I, I like the quote by Joyce Mayer where she said, The hand of the Lord is always upon us, providing for us, protecting us, and leading us in the way that we should go. The hand of the Lord is available and is involved in our deliverance. The hand of the Lord is involved in in guiding us, in providing for us, in protecting us, in healing us. Item 6, in molding us. And finally, the hand of the Lord is involved in empowering us for good works. Hallelujah. Let's pick the first one. The hand of the Lord is the hand of deliverance. The first deliverance we've received is the deliverance of salvation. Hallelujah. The scripture said once we were alienated from God, we were totally separated from God. Once we lost that place of sonship. Once we lost that place of daughtership. But the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And we have seen in scriptures that no matter how much righteous we are, no matter how powerful we are, We cannot save ourselves. Hallelujah. Jonah chapter 2 verse 9 said, Salvation is of the Lord. Hallelujah. And Romans 8, 1-2 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. He said, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That law supersedes every other law. That law supersedes every other law, whether in economy, whether in finances. I, and I'm, I also dare to say, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus supersedes any law from your family tradition. Hallelujah. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It is the hand of the Lord that delivers us from the yoke of sin it does not only deliver us but it puts us in the place of of, of blessing so perhaps you are here this morning or you are watching us online and there is a yoke of sin that is in you and the devil is telling you this is how i was made no there is a stronger power hallelujah there is a stronger force that is in operation Until this morning, the power of God wants to break every chain, hallelujah, every yoke of sin, every yoke of enslavement that has defined your life. Hallelujah. Every yoke of sin that has defined your life, we pray in the name that is above every other name, that those chains will be broken in the name of Jesus. So you can trust the hand of the Lord to rescue you from any difficult situation. You can trust the hand of the Lord to deliver you, whether it be physical shame, whether it be emotional shame, whether it be shame spiritually. Perhaps they have told you that it's because your forefathers did something, that is why your situation are what they are, I declare in the name that is above every other name, there is a stronger power that is in operation. And the scripture said, the rod, whatever it is, is not going to stand against you. Why? God has set you free. And the scripture said, whosoever the Son of Man has set free, you are free indeed. And I declare that freedom in the name of Jesus. You know, The hand of deliverance is able to to liberate us. You know, when you read Proverbs 21, verse uh, 31, it says, a horse is prepared for the day of battle. It said, but deliverance is of the Lord. Hallelujah. Perhaps you found yourself in a valley. You found yourself in a pit. Perhaps you've made some wrong choices. and, And because of that, you feel trapped. In the name that is above every other name, God is able to deliver you from that situation in the name of Jesus. The hand of the Lord is the hand of guidance. Hallelujah. Um, Again, I read another story during the week of a young girl that was traveling uh, in a train uh, with the parents. And she was in this train enjoying the trip and then, as she looked out of that train, she could see ahead of them a massive bank of water, like a river, but to her own fear, there's no train track. This train is running at a very massive speed, but there's no train track, there's no bridge. She was really, really, really scared, very, very anxious. She was like, but she could look around everyone sitting close to her, but nobody is panicking. But there's no train track. It's obvious that there's no train track across that water. And then she was looking. And as the train gets close to the river bank, train tracks appeared automatically and the train was able to go through. It wasn't just the one occurrence. Again, they are still on the train. They approach another water bank. The train tracks appear. And the train was able to go through this became a consistent appearance and then she turned around and told her parents It looks as if God has built bridges for us all the way And the truth is that is the reality of our life Hallelujah at times it may look as if there is a disconnect between where we are and where we want to be But all of a sudden Someone appears, someone intervened, God intervened, and there is a bridge that connects us between our present reality and the future that God has promised for us. It is a hand of the Lord that continues to lead us, even when it looks as if there is a storm. And I've been in situations where it's absolutely impossible. Based on my academic qualification, based on where I'm coming from, based on the what I will call the marking scheme that men have set up, I am not qualified, but the hand of the Lord is able to guide me, is able to form that imaginary bridge to connect me to people that matter. The hand of the Lord is able to guide me. So perhaps you are here and you are lost of direction. You know, he said in, in Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Why? Because it's God that continues to lead us. Hallelujah. The Scripture describes Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. And I dare to say that God can never mislead you. You know, for those who view satnav, as much as we trust satnav, I remember we were going on the uh, academic trip, and then it was in midwheels. Somewhere we were going for the first time. And then we put the postcode, and then the sat was going, turn left, turn right, we joined the roads. And then, at some point, we got to a farmland. Just It's a farmland with lots of animals. And he said, you've reached your destination. <laughs> Hallelujah. But... I'm pleased to announce to you, God can never lead you to the wrong destination. Hallelujah. You can be rest assured that when the Lord is the pilot of your ship, he's able to guide you and guide you aright. Hallelujah. He's able to lead you and lead you aright. It is the hand of the Lord that we should be trusting to lead us when it comes to our career. It is the hand of the Lord that we should be trusting to lead us when it comes to selecting life partners. Hallelujah. I've shared a story here a few months ago about my own story on how God led me when it comes to time to settle down and get married. If we listen to the noise, we will marry marry anybody. Hallelujah. If we listen to the noise, we will step into any position, any role. If we listen to the noise, we will move to any city. But remember Abraham, the Bible said, God said, And the the question for us, even this morning, whose voice are you listening to when it comes to your life? Are you listening to the voice of the Lord? And the scripture said, the voice of strangers, they will not obey. Make sure that your spiritual antenna is tuned to the frequency of God. Because the truth of the matter is, God is always speaking. God is always giving direction. God is always leading. The scripture said, God led them in the wilderness. You know what it means for you to travel in the wilderness? There is no road map. Hallelujah. <laughs> you could end up going around in a cycle. There are no road tracks. But God has his own heavily Google, Google map. And he was guiding them all the way. Hallelujah. He was guiding them all the way. When I came to Swansea 14 years ago, I always tell my friends, I came on the banner of faith. The the next step was totally blank, unknown, but God was connecting and guiding me all the way. Every season of my life in Swansea, I was like, how did I meet this person? It's God. So trust God. Perhaps you are here, you've come with your family for master's and the road is not clear. The hand of the Lord is able to guide you. And what God is telling us this morning, He said, trust. Trust me, because I am building bridges for you. Hallelujah. And I pray that the Lord will build bridges for you in the name of Jesus. The hand of the Lord is a hand of provision. You know, there is the, uh, the, the the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 9, verse 10, that it is God that gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. John Piper said, The hand of the Lord is the only hand that can provide for us when we have nothing. Hallelujah. Remember how Jesus fed those 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. You know, I was... Reading this yesterday, uh, and I was trying to, I don't know about you, but me, whenever I read uh, scripture, I I always try to um, practicalize it, try to create a drama, the scene of what actually happened. Um, I think I will need help with the screen. Yeah, just trying to practicalize practicalize that of what actually happened, and imagine Peter and the disciples as a leader of five thousand people, just like we have pastor as a leader, and we have a genuine problem. These people we are leading, they are hungry and need to be fed, and they went to Jesus and said, "Ah, "Jesus, what will be the solution?" Jesus said. They told you, okay, there's five loaves, and then Jesus said, okay, five loaves of bread will be enough, and two fish will be enough. And then they have to go and communicate this plan to 5,000 people. I will be like Peter and James, like, what did Jesus say? What was the plan? He said, well, we're going to feed them with five loaves of bread and two fish. Like, how are we going to tell these people? Eh? Even if we decide to, to divide the, the loaf into 1,000, you divide by 1,000, okay, we now do ration. You will have a little fish, but there's no bread. Yeah, you will have bread without fish. That is a human ideology. It's like Pastor saying the next phase of the project is to build a youth lounge. I was like, yeah, Pastor, what's the budget? He's like, oh, the, the, the budget will be like what, 15,000 pounds. How much do we have? five pounds, but that would be enough. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have to trust God that is able to provide. God is able to provide. Hallelujah. Look at the Bible and tell me anytime where God has failed to provide. He's the one that is able to, you know. The scripture describes him as the impossibility specialist. That is why I really like um, Psalm 103, verse, even from the verse one, where the psalmist was saying about, "Forget not all his benefits," because when we look around us, the Lord is able to provide for our needs. He's able to provide our bread. He's able to provide that job. He's able to provide even for that need for your children. He's able to provide when it comes to the issue of the immigration status, hallelujah. I'm I'm pleased to to announce, I know in this day and age, I mean, there's economic recession, and people are cutting everything, yeah? Every every budget is is cutting, yeah? And I remember I belonged to a group where before the recession started, when we contribute, there's a cap, and I want to contribute this cap, please, because of the recession, let's bring everything down, hallelujah. I'm pleased to announce that the economy of God doesn't go broke. Hallelujah. Recession does not affect the economy of God. Hallelujah. He's able to provide for your need. He's able to provide for your bread. He's able to provide for your water. And what God is telling you and I this morning is that we should trust in him. He's able to provide a miracle. But it is your duty and my duty to accept that miracle with A faith that is unquestionable. A solid faith of what God is providing. Hallelujah. The hand of the Lord is a hand of protection. Hallelujah. We are in a day and age where there is a lot of insecurity. Anywhere we look, we see a lot of insecurity. But I'm pleased to announce to you that we are safe in the hands of the Lord. That whatever we commit to God is safe. Hallelujah. That is why it's so important when we come every first Sunday and we dedicate babies. There is so much spiritual connotation what we are doing here because what the parents are saying is God this gift that you are given to us we are handing over to you. And we know that whatever is handed over to God is what? It's safe and secure. Psalm 91 verse three. He will keep you safe from all hidden danger. Now that is powerful. Humans, we prepare for the dangers that we see. We prepare for the enemies that we see. But the greatest enemies that we have are the ones we don't see. There are so many hidden danger. You are planning for a trip and you plan all the logistics of the trip. You have your satanab, you have your meal, you have sandwich that you eat on the way. You have a plan of your break and your rest and all that. Those are the things that you know and you are able to plan for. What about the things that are hidden? What about the agenda of the devil, the hidden things that you don't see? It takes God to keep us safe from hidden dangers. The hand of the Lord is able to protect us, even from deadly diseases. Hallelujah. Deadly diseases. You know, um, my mistress will tell you, my kind of. Movie. I, 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 I don't watch, The are things I watch, I don't do action. Anything intelligence, that's what I watch. Anything MI5, that's what I watch. And I was watching a documentary and they were, they were giving statistics of how much terror attack they've squashed or prevented that you and I as a common man we don't know about, hallelujah it's only when there is an incident in London and there is a stabbing, they say oh there is a terror attack but the reality is for every one of those that make itself to the news there is 1,000 or 2,000 or 10,000 plus that we are prevented hallelujah, there are so many things that are rising that the devil is rising the devil, like the scripture defined, the devil he comes to to kill to steal and to destroy is the author of all deceptions and all destruction. And there are so many diseases and afflictions that the devil, the devil works on per second, per second billing. There are so many destructions and diseases that the Lord protects you from. Hallelujah. But the, the, the problem with us as human, including myself, when we feel headache, we say, oh God, why is there headache? But for every headache that you feel, know that God has protected you and saved you from 10,000 afflictions that you don't see or even felt hallelujah. The hand of the Lord is a hand that protects us from slipping away. If it's not by the grace of God, some of us will not be Christians hallelujah. And that's why, when you read that's, um, I think, Jude 24, it, it said it is the hand of the Lord that is able to keep you from falling. Don't think it's because of your righteousness. Hallelujah. Don't think it's because, oh, I've I've gone to school and and I, I can speak the Queen's English. The reason why we are able to stand, even myself included, is because of the hand of the Lord that was able to protect us. Hallelujah. Perhaps I've said a lot about the protection of God and you still don't, you still can't picture it. Let's join David in 2 Samuel 22 from verse 2 to see how the hand of the Lord was able to protect him. Let's read this together. 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel um, 22, from verse 7, it says, The Lord is my protector. I'm I'm reading the Good News translation. He is my strong fortress. Hallelujah. He is my strong fortress. The Lord is my protection. With him, I am safe. He protects me like a shield. He defends me and keeps me safe. He is my savior. He is the one that protects me and saves me from violence. Hallelujah. I call to the Lord. I call to the Lord and he saves me from my enemies. Praise the Lord. The wave of death were all around me. The wave of destruction rolled over me. The danger of death was around me. The grave set its trap for me. But in all, the Lord did what? The Lord intervened and saved me from this destruction. You see, there are so many traps and waves that are all around us. Hallelujah. It's not our calling or the essence of today's sermon to start worrying about these different waves that are out there. Hallelujah. That is for God to deal with. All God is saying to us is that we should trust him that is the one that is offering the protection. Hallelujah. The hand of the Lord is the hand of healing. Hallelujah, the hand of the Lord is the hand of healing. God is able to heal us. Rick Warren said, the hand of the Lord is the only hand that can bring healing and restoration to our brokenness. Hallelujah. It is the hand of the Lord, Psalm 147 verse three. It's God that heals the broken heart and bind up their wounds. The greatest illness or injuries that we face as, as people, They are not the scars or the bruises that are physical. Some are emotional. Hallelujah. Some are heartbreak from yesteryear. Hallelujah. Some are disappointment from friends and colleagues, from partners. And this has become a permanent wound in our hearts. Hand it over to God, because the mighty hand of God is able to heal us, hallelujah. That is why he is called a Jehovah Rapha, is able to heal every sickness and infirmities. Perhaps you are suffering from poor mental health, hand it over to God, because God is able to heal you from every mental affliction. Perhaps as a Christian, as a pastor, as a leader, you are suffering from spiritual fatigue, You've walked so much that you are at a place where you look as if you are exhausted. Hallelujah. Psalm 23 verse 3 said, He restored my soul. The healing hand of the Lord brings restoration. Perhaps you are suffering emotionally. Someone has broken your heart in the past and this has become a permanent burden in your life. God is saying, hand it over to me because the mighty hand of the Lord is able to deliver you from every emotional suffering. Perhaps you are suffering from worry and anxiety hand it over to God, you know that John fourteen verse twenty seven Jesus was, was speaking to his disciples and he said that I commit them not as the word giveth He said, My peace, I live with you, not as the word giveth, not as the word giveth. the peace of the Lord, the hand of the Lord, is able to bind every wound. hallelujah, and I pray this morning, perhaps there is someone here. You are suffering from brokenness. Perhaps you are here emotionally you are drained, physically you are smiling but emotionally you are you are under torture. When you go to bed in the night, there is so much trauma going in your mind. So much worry, so much anxiety. I pray in the name that is above every other name, that the healing hand of the Lord will rest upon you in the name of Jesus. Perhaps you are suffering from any physical infirmity, Perhaps the doctor has given you a report. You know, whenever I go to the hospital and and, and they're like, uh, do you have any trend in your family? Perhaps there is a trend that has become a burden. We join our faith together, my faith included, the faith of pastor, the faith of deacon, and we break every yoke of sickness in the name of Jesus. And we pray, divine health is our heritage. And we pray and we connect to this covenant of health. That in year 2023, you and everything that pertains to your life, you will enjoy divine health in the name of Jesus. It is God who forgives our iniquity and heals every disease. The hand of the Lord is able to bring healing. And I pray that you and I will enjoy the healing hand of God in the name of Jesus. The hand of the Lord is also the hand that molds. You and I, we are clay in the hands of a potter. We are never the finished article. Hallelujah. That is why even though you don't see me wearing a t-shirt, if I wear there is an imaginary t-shirt and it to say work in progress. Hallelujah. Every one of us we are work in progress. Isaiah 64 verse 8 said, yet You, Lord, our Father, we are clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hands, hallelujah. We are work in progress. We are never the finished article, but the mighty hand of the Lord continue to mold us. We may make mistakes, but we stand and become better people and better Christians, hallelujah. We may fall, but we rise. Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. I paraphrase the scripture said, as we behold him as in a glass, we are what we are transformed every day. As we read the word of God, as we pray, as we come to fellowship, as we discuss with one another, we become better people. We become better Christians. God's hand is always molding us. He wants us to mold us to become beautiful vessels. He wants to mold us. At times in that molding process, He will bring the hand of correction. Correction is necessary. Necessary. Discipline is necessary, but in discipline, us is to make us better. Hallelujah! You know Hebrews chapter twelve. If you read from the the, the verse six and then the verse eleven, the verse six said, "The Lord disciplines those He loves." Hallelujah! The verse eleven said, "No discipline seems pleasant at first, but painful at the end, but painful. But at the end, it produces harvest of what righteousness and peace." For those who have been trained by it It is the hand of the Lord That molds us It is the hand of the Lord That continues to make us into that article So perhaps The hand of the Lord is leading you Because I have said about the hand of God Protecting us from the valley At times just like the psalmist In Psalm 23 Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death At times the hand of God can lead us Into the valley of the shadow of death It is not to destroy us because the hand of the lord will not lead you where the grace of god cannot sustain you hallelujah whatever grace provides grace will sustain so even in god leading you he will never abandon you halfway what he has started in your life is able to complete hallelujah and very lastly the hand of the lord is the hand of power there is so much that needs to be done for God. There is so much work that needs to be done. And just like our sister was praying and, and talking about the power of God, that God is our battle house. With him, we are able to move nations. God is described as the impossibility specialist. Psalm 44 verse three said, they did not gain the land by sword or by the craftiness of their hand, but it was the hand of the Lord. It was the hand of the Lord. Why? Because the hand of the Lord brings favor. Are you passionate to do mighty things for God in this season? Call on the hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you lacking the motivation to work for God? Call on the hand of the Lord. By strength shall no man prevail. The war that we fight, the life that we live, is a spiritual war. And the call of God concerning our life is that we should call on his power. And he's able to empower us in the name of Jesus. Amen call to action as I conclude. Number one, 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 6. What should be your attitude to the hand of the Lord? How can we sustain and live under the covering of the hand of the Lord? Fundamentally, 1 Peter 5 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season. No matter what you are, no matter what you think you have, no matter what you think you've learned, God is calling for humility. Hallelujah. He's calling you to be humble because there is much more that God wants to do in your life. There is much more that God wants to do in your destiny. And he's asking for humility. Perhaps you've been living a life of pride. Perhaps the devil has made you to see that or you start deceiving you to say that you can be Lord over your life. No. There is a God that is above all and he's calling you today, he's calling myself that you should humble yourself because he he want to train you more. He want to continue to provide. If you think you have a good job, God is saying there's a better, there's a better job out there. There's a better calling for you. There's a better place for you. But the first thing you need to do is to humble yourself. The next thing is that we should be creations and Christians that is full of the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 3, 16-17 said, all scripture is inspired by God and is, is useful for teaching the truth, rebuking error, correcting fault, giving instruction for, for rightful living. Look at the verse 17. So that you and I who serve God may be fully what? Qualified and equipped. It takes revelation of the word of God to understand that the the, the hand of the Lord is able to deliver, is able to protect, is able to heal. It takes the revelation of the word of the Lord. That is why as you are here make it a habit. Let it be as part of your call objective this year. That you will study the word of the Lord. You want to know God more. Why? It will equip you you from error. It will equip you from the devil deceiving you that you are not good enough or God is not able to supply for you. Hallelujah. Be worthful. Hallelujah. Then be prayerful. James 1 verse 5 said you should pray to God. Prayer is a relationship. God wants you to be prayerful. Continue to pray. Pray for his healing. Pray for his hand. Pray for the work of God. Pray for the mandate of God because there is a mandate that is in your life. And lastly, Be faithful, hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, be faithful. Scripture said, no one can please God without faith. For whoever comes to God must have faith that God exists and God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Remember what we define faith to be. It's not the absence of fear, but that despite what I'm going through, God is bigger than my fears. God is bigger than my troubles. God is bigger than my worries. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So as we conclude, Billy Graham said, The hand of the Lord is the only hand that can truly, that can bring true and lasting change to our world. God's omnipotent hand can turn obstacles into opportunities. The truth of the matter is disappointment. If you change it later, is His appointment. God can change disappointment into opportunities. And we can be confident that if we cling to the hand of the Lord, it's able to come true for us. Remember what I said. The hand of the Lord will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. The hand of the Lord Um, will always support you. Hallelujah. And the hand of the Lord can never support you where the riches of God will not provide for you. And I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. Can we bow ahead even as we pray? A lot has been said, but I know there is a word for somebody. There is a word for somebody. It's yours, deliverance. Receive deliverance and just talk to God. Perhaps yours is provision. You're not sure of where the next income is going to come from, where the next meal is going to come from. Why not just talk to God and say, Father, provide for me. Perhaps protection. You are worried of security. You are worried, oh, how am I going to be safe? Why not just pray to God? Perhaps yours is healing. Perhaps yours, you, are, you are struggling with your Christian life. You can't be faithful to God. Why not say, Lord, mold me. You are the porter and the clay. Mold me. Mold me to your to, to, to your to your standard. Mold me to that person that you want me to be. Perhaps you are in ministry, you are a worker, and you are with, you are looking up to God for empowerment. God is able to provide power. Father, we thank you, Jesus. And Lord we pray, oh God. The Bible says that your word indeed brings life. But it's not the error that is justified, but the doer of your word. We pray in the name of Jesus that this word would not just be for motivation, but give us action from these words. That Lord will be better people, will be better Christians in the name of Jesus. That our life will continue to glorify you. Be that exalted, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.